I have two guests with me, Mitch, my buddy, Hello. who we've actually worked together at two different jobs, and um, Dave Weiss, who I found, I don't know, probably five years or so ago, and I don't even remember when I initially seen one of your original videos, but um, yeah, and today we're going to talk about one of those topics that sometimes trigger people, sometimes really not. Does. Yeah, it does. That's why I usually keep my mouth shut because I'm I can be a big mouth and uh, yeah I don't always want to trigger people in certain situations. So go ahead, Dave. Mitch, your earth is flat. Your turn. <laughs> it is round, round like Almost. a pizza or round like a ball. Ball. Almost perfectly spherical, but not quite perfect. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson says it's an oblate spheroid kind of pear shape. Slightly, yeah. Yeah. So what evidence do you have of this? Do you have any evidence of curvature or the radius or um, anything? What do you have? Um, so one thing I saw actually tonight on my way over here, oh, I took you... a picture of it, was oh. the sunset. Yes. Love the Which sunset. the sun was below the clouds, shining up the bottom of the clouds, right. which would not happen on flat earth. Well, how, how do you know that? Um, well, how do you know that it wouldn't do that on a flat earth? Do you ever stand under a street light? Yeah. And the street light that's a half a mile down the road, is it over your head or is it at eye level? I mean, it's at eye level. You'd admit that. It's okay. It doesn't mean yeah. the earth is around or flat. Um, so as things go into the distance, they appear to go down. So what if you and I were outside in a field and there was a fence five feet tall, okay? And I'm standing on one side of the fence, you're standing on the other side. I assume you're six feet, let's just assume. And if I walked away, you can see me walk away until I'm so small you can't see me. But if you were 20, 30 feet away from the fence sitting on the ground, maybe let's say 50 feet. 100 yards, doesn't matter. At 100 yards, the top of that six foot, five foot fence will appear to be at your eye level while you're sitting on the ground. You can go test this yourself. And I wave to you, you see my head. And if I walk away, you're gonna see this. You're gonna see my head walk away and it's gonna set just like that behind something that appears to be at your eye level. So let me show you a quick example and then we're gonna do a comparison. This is my flat earth kitchen. This line you can tell is level and I'm moving this little toy sun across it and we're viewing it from an elevated celestial point of view. It's about to cross over this. This could be the fence, it could be a mountains, it could be a city skyline, it could be a cloud deck, but you can see that the sun never goes below it and the sun is moving level. Now I have another camera on the flat earth counter at the other end looking up, watching the sun go away. I'm gonna show you the same thing. If I showed you this first, I would say, is this a level line or is it a curve? Is this a line going down? And you'd say it's going down. And I'd say, is it going below this thing that's at the camera level or beyond it? You'd say it's going below, right? Looking at it close, this is a level line viewed from a terrestrial point of view. Now let's compare this exact thing to a sunset like you observed today. As the sun is going away, it goes down. 
and it goes behind <clears throat> not this apparent horizon but this apparent horizon this is either cloud deck which it is or it could be mountains that just don't the light going bouncing off of them can't reach your eyes and the sun is just going beyond it and it all merges into the horizon so by your original opening statement you said i saw the sun set below what appeared to be a horizon you didn't say it that way uh, but that's okay and yeah, what it, i meant was the sun was shining on the bottom of the cloud well so th that's another another um <clears throat> another false uh, belief there's many times after sunset the tops of the clouds appear to be lit these are just optics of the sky there's a whole bunch of different ways it happens and I'll show you um, where you can find the videos that will explain this and show it in many, many different examples. But, you know, the, the, if you Google flat earth, top proofs the earth is a globe, you know, flat earth, you're going to get the shield videos. Look, video, you know, you're going to get Professor Dave and uh, Bob, Bob, the science guy, both of them um, pretty bad guys that are just doing um, work to stay out of jail. And their work is to deceive uh deceive minds that's basically what their work is so yeah i i can say for a fact like when i when i when i first started looking into this like over five years ago like you could just type in flat earth on youtube and you find Damn. everything awesome yeah and then about two three years ago they changed the algorithm yeah you, it's like only debunking videos which obviously if i wanted a debunking video i'd be like flat earth debunked and right. you don't and it's like yeah their algorithms are completely changing you you can't find any quality stuff unless you've already subscribed to somebody who's whatever does flat earth content <clears throat> and it's Which, even and, and you miss their videos some of the time too so yeah 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 so so i can't really easily show you here but i i, I actually took a great picture and i haven't loaded it in here yet i'd have to find it of the sun 10 15 minutes after sunset tops of the clouds were still lit and that's just because the sun is away hitting the tops of the clouds it all depends on angles, um, you know, just perspective and, and the optics of the sky. So what would your next your next thing be that makes you think that the Earth is a globe? Would it be bad? Um, sorry, uh, I was going to say the sun doesn't really change in size as it moves around. Okay. So like in your example. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm, I'll show smaller. you that. So. It all depends on the atmospheric conditions. When you're watching, most people watch the sunset over water, and that's where the air is the thickest and the most moist. And um, you know, and it'll it'll as it's going away, it'll magnify. As it's getting smaller, it's kind of like a little dance. But if you actually measure, and measuring the sun is very hard, because you know you use a solar filter um, at the very end of the sunset, and you can't see it, and that's the most important part. Uh, when it gets down to where the apparent horizon is and other times it does get smaller sometimes it gets bigger it all depends on the atmosphere but here's a, a soldier in afghanistan super dry elevated plane and he watched the sun this is sped up a little bit and it just went away i mean you're the, that guy filming would have to believe that he's falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound when in fact the sun is clearly going away clearly getting smaller Right? Yeah, see, in here in Wisconsin, it's like generally much more humid than a climate like that. So we never see something like that, almost ever. Right. And <clears throat> and and you would never, you know, and when you have that more humidity, you get that what I call, just like it sounds, the atmospheric deck of opacity. 
and that creates that, um, you know, it, go out on a cumulus cloud day where there's spread out cumulus clouds on that nice flat deck, and you look up and you see all the blue sky in between them. But then if you look over at like 45 degrees, the clouds appear to be closer together, but you know that's just because of perspective that you're not able to see in between those clouds because you're not right under them. And then 20, 30 miles away, they're literally at, the clouds are at your eye level and they're all lined up side by side from your point of view. So you can't see up them because it's cloud, 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 and they're all blocking your view. That becomes the atmospheric deck of opacity. The sun just goes beyond it and disappears. So um, I'm trying to find another, another quick sunset video for you just so you can see it happening more than once. Um, I'll show you this one while I'm looking. <clears throat> this is one where my friend saw the sunset from the bottom up, just like you do, that down at the beach 10 minutes earlier. I watched the sun from up here. This is my drone, super dry, it was blow freezing. And the sun in five minutes time, it went all the way down. And if the earth was spinning, it would keep on going, but it didn't, it stopped. And it sat right here. And instead of going down, it went away and it disappeared into the perfectly clear sky because the atmosphere is like water. It's like glass and the light can't push through it. So there, I'm just showing it back and forth here. It disappeared. It never went below this apparent horizon. This isn't the real horizon. This is where the clouds just merge into the, into the, into the ground. So that's what I call the, 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 the uh, sun fade out. And this is, this is a candle. Now, what am I doing with this candle? Am I pushing it up from behind the table? It appears to be that way, yes. Yeah, so, so that's not it. What we have here is a Pharrell lens, which represents the atmosphere. I got the camera here, and I got the, I got the candle just on a little dolly, and I'm pulling it away. And as I pull it away, Due to perspective, due to atmospheric magnification, it's getting smaller, but it's also getting magnified. It's getting lower due to perspective. And at one point, it just goes below your ability to see it. It goes below this atmospheric deck, right? So as I pull the camera away, watch up here. This is what's going on. This is the camera filming. It looks like it's setting, but it's still above the horizon. Now you say, well, the atmosphere isn't really a magnifying lens. Well, you can listen to weather experts. They talk about how the atmosphere is a magnifying glass. It does magnify things that you see and it's different. And you know how, when you see this moonrise, you go, look at the moon giant on a flat earth that, you know, when it's rising, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be that big. Right? Yeah, I was just, I was just going to say that. I was going to say the moon at certain, certain times appears when it's either rising or setting to be very large, right. not every time. But, but guess sometimes. what? It's not. You ever take right. a picture of the giant moon and you look at the picture and go, it's tiny. You're like, why doesn't this camera grab it, right? Because it's it's the way our minds work when we see the moon. This is weird. Ready? This is really, you're gonna think I'm really weird, but this is, this is a fact. Um, next time you see a giant moon on the horizon, turn around backwards Bend over and look through your legs upside down at the moon, and it will be tiny. One of okay? these days, Dave, I'm, I'm a little too big to do that now, but. You could do it. You could do it. Now, now. Um, <laughs> just for that. What, what, watch, uh, look at this. Are these two tables the same width and length? Are they the same proportions? Are they? 
They don't look like it. Okay, they're exactly oh, the same. Oh, that's crazy. They're exactly the same, and no matter how hard you look at this, you can't reconcile it. Okay. So, so figuring out the size of something until you can touch it and measure it, you have no proof. Okay. So when you look at the moon, um, you know, you're not. I don't even believe that you're looking at a physical moon. I believe that you see the moon in the position relative to where you are. It's some sort of we're seeing a a reflection of the real source of the moon. And one way to really quantify that is when there's a new moon. That's when the moon has got no light on it in the heliocentric model. Nobody can ever see it. No one's seen it with any telescope, infrared, nothing. And during a total solar eclipse where the moon supposedly is blocking the entire sun, you should be able to see the moon because from the moon's point of view, the earth is fully lit. That earth shine should go back and light up the moon, just like the moonshine lights up a book in the middle of the night that you can read, cast shadows on the ground. From the dusty, dirty ball that we call it, that we say is the moon, that thing can send light all the way back to Earth. Well, how come the Earth, brighter, six times bigger, doesn't light up the moon? No one's ever seen the moon, and that's because I don't believe that we're seeing the moon in front of the sun. I think it's something completely different. But again, anything above our heads, anything beyond the shoreline of Antarctica, is speculation. What else you got? Oh, I, I was going to just say, um, too, I, I think I find the moon fascinating. I mean, the sun is fascinating, too. The problem is you can't just stare at the sun for like an hour. Or at least I can't. Yeah, I know you, you've you gotten probably pretty close to that, Dave. I, I've done a little bit of sun gazing, not a lot, but um, it's easier to just look at the moon. And sure. it, it's it always blows my mind when I look when I look up at the moon and uh, try to figure it out like you. <clears throat> You just, I don't know, you can't almost. So, so here's a question. So this sun moving away, it doesn't really look like it's getting smaller, but it kind of does when it gets down low. And from this elevated position, we, we will see the sun a lot longer than somebody down in the valley here. That sun's going to set for them way, way earlier. And then they don't get to see this shrinking, this shrinking of the sun, of the sun. But think about the moon. Well, if the moon is traveling across the earth, how is the same face? You know, if it's low and small, how come we don't see a different side of it? And the answer is, again, with this reflection thing, like if the moon is within the firmament, see this guy? It looks like he's facing us, but he's not. He's facing that way. He's facing straight forward, but it looks like his body's facing us. So if he was the moon and then somebody walked over right in front of him, it's the same face. If you drew a moon right on his chest, that's the moon. It's facing wherever you are. Okay. So that, that that's almost like how the, the dome or whatever the firmament that, people. And by the way, that might be how it works. Might be, yeah. That might be how it works. I don't know, and neither do you or anyone that claims right. it. So let's oh. let, let go ahead. Let, let's do one more thing. So as this train goes away, it gets smaller, just like you would expect the sun to get smaller, okay? The problem is this guy, P-Brain is his name actually, is a ter- on, a ter- on a terrestrial point of view of a terrestrial object. Now, this is the hallway where all of these lines are parallel. But if you look here, these lines, just like the string, the Flatter's Kitchen, look like they're almost going straight down. And that's due to perspective. So here we have P-Brain looking at his sun 
and the sun is just gonna move across the flat earth, okay? This is a, um, a side view of what this guy's really seeing. And so this guy sees the sun moving across and it looks like it's this just looks like a regular sunset. Now, why is it getting smaller? Well, let's put our train cars up here. The train car is already smaller. So when it goes away, it really doesn't have much smaller to get because when you have a lifted object away from you, it's smaller. Here's two balls. One of them's right near the camera. The other one, same ball, about six feet away. Okay, this one's tiny, just like you would expect the moon and the sun to get as they go away, let alone the optical problem. But we're at the same level. This is a terrestrial point of view. If I lift the camera straight up, no closer to this ball, just straight up, so we have an elevated point of view. Flip this over, it's actually the balls that are going up. What happens is even the farther ball becomes almost the same size. Add a little atmospheric magnification in there and you have your same size even in the distance. The optics of the sky are no way to prove the flatness of our stationary plane. It's very simple. I mean, large bodies of water at rest lay flat and we're not spinning. Here's what you have to believe, okay? Once upon a time, there was nothing. It exploded and became everything. And then all of the rocky bits for some reason started sticking together and they got enough mass where they started having gravity and they pulled in other rocky bits and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and spinning and created the earth and all of the other planets and millions of planets. But then all of the gases, they started to stick together and decided to make even bigger balls. A less dense medium coming together to create its own ball with more gravity than a more dense medium. You know, like rocks and earth and, right? Why didn't the earth balls get bigger? Or maybe they did. You know, one of the stories is that they, you know, they start out that way. And then when they get really big, they turn into suns. Cool story, bro. Right? So what happened? So, that, so now you have a vacuum in between, right? So you believe that we live here. So now you believe that the earth is a ball. But I'm going to ask you some really simple questions and you probably get them all wrong. If you get one right, you did better than I did. Okay. Right. How fast is the earth spinning? The rotation of the earth. Isn't like a thousand miles per hour. Very good. You guys have been talking, right? You taught him that. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I told him that. All right. Oh, so a thousand miles per hour at the equator. Very good. At the equator, it's spinning a thousand yeah. miles an hour. How mm. fast is it spinning in Alaska? Hello. Maybe uh, like that's my wife Rebecca. Hi Rebecca. Uh, yeah, Six hundred, four hundred. Well, you. less. <laughs> correct. Correct. It's less. So very good. You listen. You have you have a concept of what your model is. It's orbiting around the sun at you know the speed that is. Okay. I don't know, know that one. Sixty-six thousand six hundred miles yeah. an hour. That's one thing I was gonna ask uh, Mitch because I we've never really talked religion or anything before. Yep. Um, my impression of you based on, I don't even know what, just whatever my observations in the past. Are you Catholic or were you raised Catholic? Raised no. Catholic. Okay. Oh, oh no, he was. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I kind of figured. I wasn't sure, but I thought I'd ask just because I was curious. Um, in the heliocentric model, there's a lot of 666s for whatever reason. It's really odd. Like yeah. the tilt of the earth is what 20, I can't remember the math off the top of my head. It's 24 point. That was like 18. 
Yeah, you got you it go. right there. So all of the, it's all six six sixes. Yeah, know, it's it, really, it's really weird. It, it's crazy. But let me let me make the point I was making. So back to the spinning, whirling, twirling, corkscrewing beehive um, solar system that we are in, and so we're orbiting at sixty six thousand miles an hour, and we're chasing the sun at almost a half a million miles per hour. So I'm gonna share my screen for a second. And I'm gonna show you what's called the hypersonic sled, right? With sound, because I find it's much more, um, oops, back for one second, um, there with sound. All right, so this is the hypersonic sled. You have to believe, ready? It's gonna go by at Mach 8.6. I don't know if I've ever actually, wow. I've never okay. seen that before. It's going by a Mach 8.6. You have to believe that we are orbiting the Earth 10 times faster than that, okay? And then you also have to believe that we are chasing the sun. 100 times faster than that, okay? In, and not in straight lines, in curved lines, speeding up, slowing down, corkscrewing through space, right? Does that make any sense to you? All of these motions are going on and you feel none of them. And then you go out into nature. Nature doesn't lie. When you go out into nature, what do you see? Do you see evidence of axial rotation at speeds that you can't fathom? Or do you see this? You see lakes. That say, what are they saying to you? I'm going ten, I'm going in one direction, curving ten times faster than that hypersonic sled, and I'm going in another direction, a hundred times faster than that hypersonic sled. I I remember when I was first looking into this stuff. Um, I ended up for company business going to I think Massachusetts or something, and I had you know they you know on the flight they serve you a drink, and I I wanted to see if it was going to be still like the lake. And it kind of was, but what I wasn't considering was that was linear, you know, the planes moving in a linear line, not twirling and spinning not and all that. Perfect. And, and the you plane can always has an... feel it when it when the when the plane banks, you can always feel it. And when the cap you're sleeping and all of a sudden they just start slowly dropping down for the airport, you wake up. You're like, whoa, we're changing altitudes. I can feel that. Right? But to to compare that to just the spin of the earth. You have to take off the outside of the plane and you have to double the speed. And then let me know how that works out for you. Let me know how that works out for your glass of water. I have a little point I want to make about that. So sure. we're not feeling the speed because what we feel is the change in direction and or velocity. So, so like all, of the, all of those motions I'm talking about are not straight lines. They're, we're spinning. That's a curve. We're orbiting, that's a curve, mm -hmm. and we're arcing around the sun, that's a curve. But at it is these... a constant speed. No, it's not a constant speed. We, If this is the sun, we come up, we speed up, and we slow down. We speed up, and we slow down. Every, Eat. yeah, and, and, and water never moves. I think the distance changes slightly in the orbit, but I think the speed is still the same. Kind of like a racetrack. Cool story, bro. But... Anyway, so what I was trying to say is if you're in a car going 
got your set on cruise control and you're not hitting any bumps, you're not even gonna be able to tell you're going 70 miles per hour. You could throw a ball to the back seat to somebody, same way. Right. Now, constant now take off the outside of the car and speed it up 10 times the speed. And go in a circle and the car spinning. And take a turn. Yeah, but that doesn't. You guys, I know you're throwing a lot of different like directions, but it, it's still a constant motion. So. It's not a constant motion. We're speeding up and slowing down. When we when the when we come around, when we when the when you're spinning on the Earth, just the spin. You're let's say that we're chasing the sun this way, and we're spinning this way. Then you come across, and now we're spinning in the other way. Now we're going opposite direction. So okay. think so like when you when you're at the carnival and you see like the teacup ride and they're going like you know spinning, it when you're on that ride it you might be doing a constant motion but it doesn't feel like it. You feel like you're whipping around and because like, you're going in a curve, right? right? You're, you're, you're you're like you're just the teacup is and, moving and, and the thing that it's on is also moving and and the and argument you could be going the opposite direction or the same direction but either way, you're still moving and you can feel that like the change in speed even if you're evenly turning yourself or whatever you can still feel that right mm -hmm. that's also relative to the the size of which you're on so like a right. teacup that right. it's about um the degrees per hour or whatever yeah, right, right. I, I got it so i know exactly where you're going you're, you're gonna say it's only one rotation per day if you can't even watch a, the hour hand on a clock move and that's going twice the angular speed of the earth true but imagine a merry-go-round, regular merry-go-round, that rotates once per day. You'd really have a hard time seeing it moving, right? It'd be very boring to watch. Now yeah. expand that thing out to 24 miles in circumference. Now it's going a mile an hour. Now you can kind of walk around with it. And uh, 24 miles, no, it's going a mile an hour. 24 once in a, it's going a mile an hour. Yeah, so you go a mile every hour. Um, every, yeah, a mile every hour. So you're going, one mile an hour, right? 24 hours. I'm just trying to get my math right. So now it's moving. So now we're going to bring it out to 2,400 miles. Now it's going 100 miles an hour. You can you can have a hard time driving your car to keep up with that that Ferris wheel. Okay. Now it's a that's a nice big circle. And now go to 24,000 miles an hour. A thousand miles an hour is a thousand miles an hour. I don't care about the angular speed. A thousand miles an hour is a thousand miles an hour. It's why when they at the carnivals where they have the adult, um, you know, horse ride, you know, merry-go-round, called the merry-go-round, only the taller, you know, the stronger adults are allowed to sit on the outside horses. They'll put the kids on the inside horses because they'll get thrown off, and they're all going the same angular speed. It's showing you that a the speed on the outer part is it matters. So, you know, it's scientifically provable that if you had a disc 24,000 miles around or a ball 24,000 miles around and spun it at a thousand miles an hour, which is one rotation a day, it would explode. Okay. Um, one other thing you said earlier was with your um, camera you raised up to look at the sun and you said people on the ground would see the sunset quicker yes there's people on the high. bottom up right right so doesn't that pro prove a globe by itself just because if you're higher up you can see the sun longer no so great great good question and i'll, I'll answer that it's because they they're looking at land which was maybe five or five ten five or ten miles away depending on where they were looking 
and that land looks like it, the horizon on that land, which is the tops of the trees, the tops of the hills and the trees, um, where they meet the sky, it looks like it's at the eye level. But we know since they're at the water's edge, well, that land probably is 20 feet high, and then the trees are another 100, 150 feet high. So the tops of those trees are way over their head, just like when you're looking at me on the other side of that fence. The fence looks like it's at your eye level due to perspective, but I walk away, the angle, the angle happens, and you see it set. They saw it set behind those trees, which is the false horizon. I get up higher, and I can see I can see the trees. So let me show you a quick um, video that which will show this. Now, you can't see that there's a little object here. We'll call it a boat, a barge, whatever. But when I zoom in, there it is. Okay, and this is even without atmosphere. This is just miraging on this table. And I zoom out, the angular size gets too small, and then it disappears, and you can't see it. But if I stood up, oh, there it is. Okay, there it is. So here's a, a thing you can do. Go to a big football field and get a football and put it on the 10-yard line, and then you go on the the other opposite end zone and lay down, put your ear on the ground and look at the football. You'll see the football and you'll, that'll, it'll, the football will be sitting right on the horizon. It, you'll see that's where the horizon is. It's, you, you can't see any grass beyond the football. You might even not even be, be able to see some of the bottom of the football because the grass might be miraging it. But then if you stood up, you can now see from the 10 yard line into the end zone. You just could see farther because you increase your angular size. The higher up you are, the farther you can see on a flat plane. Now, if you were on a ball, I don't know how much farther you'd see by raising up high. If a boat was going over a ball, it would disappear from the bottom up. Bill Nye, the lying guy with the bow tie, wasn't lying. He was li lying about that. But we don't live on a Narnia ball, okay? We live on a flat plane. Everything that we see tells us the earth is stationary, the earth is flat, large bodies of water at rest, lay flat. What else you got? I still think you should sometime go to the ocean, do the same experiment you did, see when the ground below gets dark with whoever's on the ground or whatever, and compare it to see if you can still, how clearly you can see the sun, how high up because of your angle over the horizon but we've done it a million times i'll show you where you can see all of those videos and then you can go out and do it yourself don't believe anything i'm telling you but i'm going to show you how uh, it's done and then, yeah, we don't live near <laughs> well, we yeah. like where, michigan's where about uh central wisconsin middle so lake yeah. michigan's about uh, we have video we have videos across lake michigan we can see like chicago's across lake michigan right we can see chicago where it should be the tops of the buildings should be gone below the horizon but it's not and um, here is, there's a boat out here. Can you see it? Can you see it? No yeah. boat. It, it should be over the curve, but I'm zooming in. There it is. I've increased its angular size. Okay. Now these little waves here are closer to us. So they're creating a false horizon, which I call the wave front edge. Now watch, I'm zooming out. This boat's disappearing from the bottom up. Is it going over a curve? It's not going over a curve. Or I wouldn't have been able to zoom in on it. It's just going behind what I call the wave front edge. It's the way our eyes work. It's the way perspective works. Now, a baller would say that is over the curve, but it's not. It's still right there. Now, on a ball, 24,901 miles around with absolute perfect clarity, no humidity, perfectly calm water, 
a six foot tall person standing at the edge of that calm water should be able to see, careful in these words, no farther than three miles because the curvature rate of the earth says at three miles, there's a six foot drop. So that person should see a physical horizon no farther than six feet, six, six, no farther than three miles. Well, when you watch the sunset, you're not seeing it go behind something that's three miles away. And the, the other thing is, um, if you get up higher, you can see farther because it's flat. You're just looking across a flat plane. But the thing is, we can see things. We can zoom in the things that disappear. We can, we can, um, you know, here, here's, the, here's what I'm trying to show you. If I walked around that corner and you were standing right here, you can't see me because I went behind this physical border. I'll give you uh, any magnification telescope. You can't zoom in because this is a physical horizon. So we'll flip this over, make it the Earth. You can't zoom in and bring me back. Now, if this was flat and I disappeared because my angular size is too small, you can zoom in and see me again. Then I go farther away, I merge with the horizon, you can zoom in. But if I'm moving away, right, the, the horizon, if a celestial object is different, it goes away and it could fall behind everything's backwards. It looks like it's going down, but it's not. It's just going away. It's all perspective. Yeah, I have a I have a photo that I took about three years ago of a lighthouse in Ashland, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, which is right on whatever it was, at least Superior up there. Is that the one that Yeah, I sent it debate? to you. Yeah, and um, I used, I don't remember what website I used. It wasn't Google. I My cousin back in the day used to do uh, property preservation, so he'd use a website to measure property so he could build the company for how much, you know, he was going to mow someone's lawn for. Um, so I used whatever site that he gave me to measure the distance from where I took the photo to, to the lighthouse. It was like, I don't know, what did I say? Four miles. I don't remember I'm exactly. Sure it was like that. just over four miles or maybe just under four miles. And it, the lighthouse, you can see like where the foundation of the lighthouse goes into the water. Cause it's actually on the water. Um, but yeah, like it, I've had a lot of people tell me that doesn't prove anything because it's on Lake Superior. I don't know what that even means, but I guess if it's on Lake Superior, it's flat. But if it's an ocean, it's not. I don't know. I've had people. So this is this this with me, but I could take you here and you could look out and go, well, I can't see the beach. And you think it's over the curvature. But again, these are optics. All right, what else you got? Because we seem to be losing your attention. Oh no, I was just trying. We were trying to find the the photo from when when I sent it to him. Um, conversation um, about it. I'm trying to think. One thing I was. One thing I think people. I don't. I haven't talked to Mitch a ton about this, um, but I feel like whenever I have tried talking to people about flat Earth or being like, "Hey, have you just even looked at it?" They automatically assume the rest of the universe we assume is the same, and it's not. Like, we don't right. assume the planets are a ball, you know what I mean? 
We don't assume we don't, anything's outside of the Earth system. Right. Everything that we see is provably here. But a lot of people think that we think it's like here. just a flat disk in outer space spinning around the sun. Nobody, no flat earther thinks that we're a disk right. floating in space. Only so globe earthers think that. Yeah, so I don't know what your assumption of what flat earthers think are, but what, what do you assume flat earthers think that Earth is relative to the rest of the universe or whatever? Just because I want to get an idea. It's not like a catchy question or anything. I just want to get an idea. A lot of them have slightly different variations from what I can tell Mm -hmm. based on what they think is happening. Some actually do think that the rest of the planets are around and we're different, but uh, it just depends. No, no flat earth. No flat earther thinks that. So, so pretty sure the only, well, there, I mean, there might be some idiots or some shills out there, but no real serious flat earth researcher thinks that because we don't believe planets exist because we've never seen them no one's ever seen them other than nasa um has given us photos this is the famous photo of jupiter that they gave us in 2014 and it's supposedly a gaseous planet gases spinning in different directions but 2016 they gave us this picture said hey this proves that jupiter has a magnetic core because we could see the northern lights amazing job they did this is really from nasa but the problem is none of the clouds change same cloud same cloud okay none of the clouds changed in over two years so that proves doesn't prove that the earth is flat or anything it proves nasa's lying okay if you my go, favorite one is, Google, is, uh, is pluto pluto yeah so that's here's my pluto, favorite one and they, it happens to be a desert or whatever this is that looks like the dog pluto that is just a coincidence this is an actual photo official photo from nasa okay they're mocking us in many different ways Right. And so when you look up, that's not what you see. You look up, you know, you see a very bright light in the sky. So you have to believe. Think about this. This is what they say. uh, This is a time lapse of uh, maybe it was a Voyager going by. And this is Jupiter, a dusty, dirty, non-reflective surface. If you were on Jupiter, the sun would be really small because you're really far away from the sun compared to looking at the sun from the Earth. You're closer. Right? If this was the sun on Earth, this is the sun on Jupiter. It, it gets smaller. So you have to believe that that little small sun is lighting up Jupiter. That non-reflective surface is bl- reflecting back to Earth. Do you know anything about the inverse square law of light? Light separates and becomes weaker and weaker exponentially as it goes away. So that dim little sun lighting up that non-reflective gassy ball Jupiter, that light is reflecting back to Earth and it's brighter than any star in the sky. Go look up Jupiter. It's been in the sky, in the night sky. It's brighter than any star. That is scientifically, provably impossible. Um, I had one other thing I was gonna bring up. So you're talking about the eclipses before and how you thought that the Earth's light should shine on the moon during a new moon or Whatever it was you're trying to say, right? Yeah, the Earth shine should light up the moon uh, during but a solar eclipse, but it doesn't. When that happens, is the wait? I'm trying to think. The solar eclipse is that when the sun is behind? That, that's the moon? when the moon is supposedly blocking the sun, right? Okay. So this nice picture of the solar eclipse. Um, this is a solar eclipse find it i took a picture of 
This is a solar eclipse. That's actually, that would be that's the, sun the sun with what? Right. Okay. There's, there's a piece of the sun missing. Now look, that, okay. that my so, mind is telling me that there's a ball in front of it, right? But you don't know what shape things are, right? When you look up at the moon, it looks like a ball. Is that a ball? How about this one? Is this one a ball? What do you think? Ball? Flat. That looks flat to you? Ah. How about this one? Ball? It might be flat also. Oh. So what I'm saying is, unless you can touch it and see it, you don't know what it is, right? And then when you catch NASA lying all the time, you only need to catch them once, like that picture of Jupiter. You know, that makes no sense. Answer me this. Maybe you can, maybe you can help me. You know about the Georgia Guidestones? No. So in Georgia, down in the south here in Georgia, there's these guidestones popped up. There's eight different languages. There's ten commandments in eight different languages. And um, besides all of that, there's a whole. Not biblical commandments either. Not biblical. Yeah. Commandments about the new world order. That's a whole yeah, other topic. Whole other yeah, topic. Yeah, that's a totally different topic. Whole, yeah. no, whole other topic. But when you look through this hole, you do a little time lapse, Polaris, our North Star, is there. How is it possible that Polaris, it's been up for over 40 years, and there's also Stonehenge has a hole like this. The pyramids have have uh, holes that look up at North Star, and it's still pointing at North Star decades. Decades and decades later, and it doesn't move. So, but somehow, you know, we're corkscrewing through space, traveling over 4.4 billion miles a year, allegedly, but Polaris never moves. Because Polaris is so far away, so that far it doesn't away. move, and it's no, perfectly I, at the. I don't even end. need you here to give you the answers because you are so programmed, just like everyone else. All right, so let me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make you use your mind. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Our sun, if it was right next to the Earth, if it was right over the clouds, it would fill the entire sky from your point of view, right? Because it's giant, right? If the sun was a mile over your head, would it fill the whole sky? Yeah. Okay. And then I move it. I move it 93 million miles away, and it's now the size of a coin, held at arm's length, right? Just like we see it. Okay. If I moved it another 93 million miles away, how much smaller would it get? Half the size. Of okay. Let's say half the size. You're wrong. It's more, but let's say half the size. If I moved it 24 times farther than that, how much smaller would it get? It would be, its smaller. angular size would be far too small to see. Forget the inverse square law of light issue with it getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. But at 24 times away, that is three light hours. So our sun is eight light minutes away times 24. Three light hours away, our sun is too small. And three, how far, how far three light hours, hold on. Polaris, no, no, let's not even talk about Polaris. Okay. No, let's talk about Polaris. Polaris is 46 times bigger than the Earth. Let's round up, say, 48, because three light hours times two light days is six light days away. Polaris would be scientifically provably too small to see, ignoring the brightness issue. We'll just pretend the light 
stays bright as it travels and it doesn't spread out and get weaker, okay? So it's six light days away. It's provable, provable. That is too small to see. You know how far Polaris is, they tell us? 433 light years away. That is impossible to see. That is impossible at six light days away. Let's round it up. One light year. 433 times farther, okay? All of this stuff is just complete and total nonsense. And we've been programmed with zero proof from liars that fake space, right? They, everything about face, space they fake. So why would they tell you the truth about that? Okay? If you look, this is um, this is them playing with a lemon. They got a lemon up on the soyas. But guess what? This isn't a real lemon. It's CGI. It's a, it's a um, fake. It's called augmented reality. Look at it go right through their hand, right? So why are they faking floating things on the space station if they're really in space, okay? Why is this woman using a real ball filled with helium? Is there a stuffed animal here? Oh, now there is, and now she's manipulating it. This is not a real object. This is from there, they're talking to kids and it's called leap motion, augmented reality, and they're manipulating stuff in real time. She's either looking at a screen behind the camera or has contact lenses that are showing her where these objects are and she's maneuvering them. And often they uh, screw up and they they misplace things, right? Like this, this is one, these guys are flipping their microphone around, flipping their hat, talking to whatever, and this guy goes floating by way, way in the background. You barely see him. But I took it, I got it, I zoomed in, and oh, look at this. He's hanging from a harness, from wires. Why is he hanging from a harness? The answer we get back from NASA and the NASA fanboys is they use harnesses for safety in space. That caught them with their pants down and their harnesses on, okay? So now watch what happens. In the script, this guy in the green and the guy in the blue, this guy's flipping his hat around. I'm just, I'm cutting it back and forth. He's supposed to pass his hat to this guy, and he's supposed the guy's supposed to put it on the counter, on the on the wall. But he moves his hand. This guy thinks he's passing him the hat. He grabs it and puts it away. Oops, missed it. And then you should watch. This guy's freaking out. They're both stuttering. They're 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 trying to like recover. Like and like, oh, that wasn't a weird thing I just did. His eyes are going all over the place. He's looking at the screen, trying to figure out what happened. Right? This is fake. This is all you need to understand that they're faking space when everything that's floating glitches out. Okay? It's endless. Let me ask you a question. Why don't we see any land when they show us a view from the space station? Can you answer me that? I haven't watched the space station footage from that angle to really say that's oh, true. Okay. Not, so. Well, I I'll tell you why. Because is, is that the Earth? Does the Earth look flat or does it look like a globe? Hard to say because it fills up the whole screen. Right. Very good. At least you're using some discernment there. The problem is this is us filming from our front yard with the camera upside down. Okay? That's all it is. So our minds will see whatever we want to see. Okay? They, they, they show us nonsense. Right? Look at this rocket launch that went the other day. What happened here? 
This is a new one? This one just the other day. Look, it went sideways. Rockets are just helium firework displays. Yeah, okay? I have to say, Dave, thank you for when you brought that up to my attention about the helium and in, in the rockets, it kind of blew my mind because if you watch like a missile, which is basically a rocket, they don't go slow at all. Like they that, go like that. super fast, right? Really fast. They're like, it's, I mean, maybe not like a bullet fast. I don't know. Cause they're different sizes right. and you can't see a bullet and you can see a missile maybe, but I mean, missiles, they go fast and the rockets go so slow. It's like, what the heck it, is going on? It's pathetic. And sometimes they're launching yeah. a big helium balloon. Sometimes they're launching a CGI object. If it leaves a big trail of smoke, most likely they launch something. But if it doesn't leave a trail of smoke, other than the smoke that comes out of the ground, and notice, edit, 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 back and forth. Look how slow this thing's going. Look how clean. This little gas flame, right? <laughs> this is all smoke coming out of the ground. It's pushing this thing up. Look, cut, far camera, close camera, adult camera. Now look, like, watch the smoke, watch the fire. Look, oh, look how high we are, and then watch. It's already turning off. This thing is like 40,000 pounds free falling. Now this is free falling. Look at the smoke coming off of it. Look at the speed it's going. It looks like it's moving a little bit. Watch the next cut. Next cut. Look at the steam coming off this thing right now. Is this thing free falling? If you threw a Chevy truck off the Empire State Building, would it look like that? Oh, look how high it is all of a sudden. Okay, the onboard camera. And now this thing is free falling. This looks like Jason and the Argonauts, okay? What is this, this supposed to be doing? This is supposed to be a test flight of the rocket that's going to go to Mars. Elon Musk. Now watch. Oh, okay. The three engines come on. The camera somehow gets right underneath it. It's going to edit. Watch. Here comes the edit. And who's filming this? <laughs> two, two of the three go out. Now look at the smoke. Ask yourself how fast this thing is moving. Look at the flames. Just billowing. This is like a firework that's just not working well. Look at all the CGI smoke that just pops up, and then it lands upright. Now you have two choices. You can be willfully ignorant and think this is real, or you can say, all right, they faked it, and now they're, you have to admit they're faking everything. I mean, that kind of landed silly. on Mars. Kind of landed on Mars. Somehow they got a camera there to film it. This is what they showed us when they landed on Mars. You saw that in a movie. Would you ask for your money back? I wouldn't go to the movie to begin with, but yeah. What else you got? Um, I had something. Oh, so if you believe that the sun is as close as you say. I don't know how close it is. Do you? Well, I, I, I think it's really far away. How far? But you guys say it's how far away enough. is it? How far away is it? What did you say? Uh, so I told you, you don't even know. 93 40, million miles. Yeah. 93, yeah 93 million. How, how did they figure that out? I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I haven't. You don't have to be a mathematician. Who figured it out? Do you even know? The answer is nobody figured it out. They made it up. They keep changing the numbers. And after the last eclipse, some amateur astronomers, which are the honest ones, are like, I did the math. And the sun is not 93 million miles away. It's farther. Or, or it's bigger, but, I, but they can't change it now because they'd have to change every orbit of every planet and every moon to match. Because, you know, they say that the the sun is 400 times bigger and 400 times farther than the moon, and that makes them look like they're the same size, right? You got the, the sun and the moon, 
and when they eclipse, they're the same size. That's because one's 400 times bigger and 400 times farther. Now, in a heliocentric beehive universe, what are the odds that they're going to pass together? I'll tell you what those odds are. They're zero, but let's say they're one in a trillion, okay? They're zero. What are the odds that they're going to do that again in the same year or every, you know, there's there's eclipses somewhere every year. It happens again and again and again. These odds are zero. Then the pattern of eclipses repeats. Listen carefully. The pattern of eclipses repeats every 18 years. Okay? In a heliocentric beehive universe, solar system, that makes no sense. Why would they keep repeating? Why would it repeat, right? Uh, forever and ever and ever. That sounds like a well-designed sky clock. You ever hear yeah, well, the, the of the of the anti-cathera yeah. mechanism? They found this off of Greece. Fossilized. They they X-rayed it, MRI'd it. They got all the parts, they rebuilt them, and it keeps track of all of the movements of the, the, all of the eclipses, the phases of the moon, the positions of some of the planets, and it shows the, the Soros cycle and whatever the other cycle is, both around 18 years. What's it called again? The Soros cycle, I believe. Soros cycle? Okay. Yeah. And so this proves another thing. There was an advanced civilization here before us. Yeah, wasn't that buried in, I don't know, what, the ocean or something? It was off it? of Greece, off of the island of Antikythera, and that's where they found it, yes. Interesting. All of um, our history is a lie. You believe we live on a globe, but you haven't been able to come up with one reason yet that I haven't been able to explain away if you've been following. I have. I'm trying to get at So when you say you think that the sun and the moon both move on their own around the earth approximately how far away do you think that is from i don't earth? know i don't have i don't really have for um, size uh, i i i personally think that the sun that we see is within 100 miles of us but i don't know i don't know i don't know because it, if everybody sees it in a different position for themselves if you you know we send a balloon up to 120,000 feet the sun's never above us it's always right here right there okay and and so how is that possible right it's it's you know does that mean it's at 130,000 feet or something well if you think about the person down on the beach down there and the height that this thing really is i'm like that's kind of too far away and that's at 130,000 feet All right so looking up at the sky is no way to figure out the shape of the earth but looking up at the sky does prove something sometimes this is called the Go Fast rocket. Lots of controversy with this rocket. It's an amateur rocket. But this is something that you'll see that NASA doesn't give you, an uninterrupted feed. Yeah, camera, not, notice not, how not, fast not, it's going, too. Yeah. Well, and people say that's because it's smaller. Whatever. Rockets are rockets. All of a sudden, it seemed to hit some thicker plasma, but that's not the real thing, okay? So people say, oh, there was an anti-spin. They, they, literally, NASA came out with... Um, damage control after we said this thing hit something at about 72 miles but more importantly right there that's the moon this was took off in Arizona 
and the moon during that time was over New Zealand. If you're on a basketball and Arizona was on the top of the basketball, this rocket is a millimeter, less than a millimeter over that basketball, and New Zealand is underneath the basketball. How can it see the sun? I mean, how can it see the moon? Because the earth is flat, and when you're up high enough, you can see across the plane. So my question would be, how come there are times you can see the moon and the sun at the same time of day? Good question. I'll answer it. So here is my app, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And if I, if I turn the time lapse on, you'll see that the sun circles around and it laps the moon once every 28 days. So right now, the moon and the sun are in the day sky together, okay? And it, it, the sun is getting farther and farther away, and you'll see that the evening dusk is hitting it. So um, now it's into it's moving into the night sky. And when there's a full moon, it's uh, you know opposing the sun, 180 degrees opposing the sun. So the sun and the moon circle around. They both migrate in between the tropics. And that, those are the two yellow lines, which explain our seasons. Right now, the sun is spiraling outwards towards that outward, that outer yellow line, which is the Tropic of Capricorn. So places like Central America, South Africa, Australia are having their summer, but we're having our winter. We're having our winter because the sun is farther away from the inner north. We're in the inner north in here. So if you're far enough south, are you saying that there are times where you'll be able to see the sun in front of the moon? What do you mean in front of the moon? Because when it passes, there's times where the moon would be behind the sun if you were in the south. Well, no. No, there's there's different times where they'll meet at a nodal point and we have an eclipse, but that's that may not that might not be from the, the, the actual moon itself. So the sun and the moon circle in the same direction. They rise in the east, they set in the west. Stars do the same thing. They rise in the east, they set in the west. The stars are going almost the same speed as the sun, but just a little bit faster. So the sun will migrate. It, it laps the sun once every 365 days. So the sun will hang out in each constellation for about a month. Next month it'll be here. Next month it'll be here. The following month it'll be here. And 365 days from now, it'll be right back to where it was, where it is now. So, and that's how the seasons work. Because if I move the sun to November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, if I move it to June, the sun is all the way in over the Tropic of Cancer. We're here in the inner north. The sun is closer to us. The sun goes right over Miami, Southern California, Mexico. It's hot there because the sun is high in the sky. It's directly over them. It's low in the sky. It's farther away like that far street light. Versus the street light that's over your head. The one that's over your head is your summer sun. And the one that looks like it's low on the horizon, that's your winter sun. It's farther away. It looks lower. But if somebody's standing underneath it, that's their summer sun. And our sun, our street light, whatever it is they're using, is um is the wind is the winter sun. So that's how the seasons work. And the whole idea of the tilted ball makes no sense because during our, during our northern 
summer, they tell us the sun is farther away than during our northern winter, if that makes any sense. Right? And if you think about it, what is the sun doing? It, if we're inside this yellow circle, the sun is arcing around us. Right? It's arcing around us. The Arctic. That's the Arctic. The north is the Arctic because the sun is arcing away. But if I'm out here outside of Capricorn, in South Africa, in Santiago, in, in anywhere out here in Antarctica, the sun isn't arcing around me. It's antarching. It's coming to and fro. It's antarching. The Antarctic. And if you think that flat earth is stupid, just hit that little handshake. These are all the flat earthers that are just near me. Okay? These are all the flat earthers that are near me. I have 250 now within a 50 mile kilometer and I could send them all a message hey we're having a meet up to make fun of people that believe the earth is a globe come to Joe's Bar and Grill 5pm on Saturday bam 200 invitations went out to 200 awesome blue dots look I have two messages somebody messaged I can go right there and let it load and I will have messages from second to load um Got two messages, Flat Earth John and Paige. Well, Paige is sending me a task because we were, we're, we're working on it. All right? And um, this is so this is for you. You have two choices now. Before you were ignorant to Flat Earth, like everybody was. Not an insult. We were all ignorant. We didn't know. But now I've shown you doors. I've shown you that you can't Google Flat Earth. I've shown you that. There's many, many things that you need to learn. And the answer is every question you're going to ask is under that question mark. Okay. Where's the edge? What about ships over the horizon? You know, what about eclipses? If I click, what about eclipses? Up comes a playlist of videos that for some reason don't show up when you look for them and Google tries to serve them for you. Okay. These are videos that will teach you about what you're not seeing, what you are seeing. And this is stuff that Google doesn't want you to see. Okay? It has tons of stuff. The middle right, mud floods. Mud floods, what's that? That's when our we had a, there, there appears to be some sort of cataclysm that happened in the 1800s. Not sure if it was worldwide at the time. Hit that button, tons of videos there. You can scroll down, other stuff, biblical cosmology. Um, all sorts of stuff. If you find, if you go and see Professor Dave or Simon Dan video, like, oh my God, they're making fun of Flat Earth, and you buy it, you're just being gatekept. But over on the left-hand side, debunking the debunkers, um, those are all of their videos taken apart meticulously, showing you how they're using mind control on you. If you like books, you got books. You just added this kid's book, ABCs of Our Flat Earth. My favorite book is, of course, 16 Emergency Landings That Prove the Earth is Flat. Also, I other wanted cool to ask you one other thing about your model before we go. Go ahead. Um, so in your model, south is obviously the edge of the Earth's surface, whatever you want to say. So are you saying that it takes much longer to go from say South Africa to, I mean, South America to Africa as it would from North America to Europe. That's exactly what I'm saying. 
so is there any proof of that or is that yes. just yes so let's look at this flight from santiago to australia why don't they just cut across here this would be the shortest route but instead they cross the equator come back over and cross the equator again why do they do that because the earth is set up like this this is the line that they go okay this is the actual flight path that they go these are the stops that they make and it's because it's a straight line let's look at some other ones and i've i've actually tracked some of these flights before one time when we were at jojo's park with autumn i saw a plane flying over and i was like oh i wonder where that plane's going so i pulled up um i don't know flight tracker or whatever app i have on my phone to see what flight it was and it was actually going to south korea so i tracked the whole flight and i was like okay let's just let's just try this and sure enough it was like shorter it was on the globe earth it went like this huge round circle to korea but if you looked on a flat earth map it was like from toronto to korea i think it was a flight it was like almost a direct straight flight not quite exactly straight because they're never going to be exactly straight but it was a more straight than it looked on the globe and i wasn't like that wasn't like any kind of bias. I was like, oh, there's a flame flying over. Let me just see where it's going. And I just tracked it. So, so I mean. So think about this. If you're on a globe, the equator's right in the middle, and you wanted to travel from any northern destination to any other northern destination, there'd be no reason ever to cross the equator. You just go, fly across the globe, which is impossible. But on a globe, you know, global believers believe you can do that. Same thing in the south. You would never have to cross the equator. Here from Santiago to Johannesburg, they go all the way up here, crossing the equator twice. That's because it's a straight line. Why didn't they just fly across here? It's about the same distance as going to here. Why would they go all the way up here and all the way down? That's because the Earth is flat, right? Are you saying the same, all the same passengers were going from one spot Yes, I mean, I am saying spot, that. Staying on the plane and then going back. No, down. no, so, sometimes there, there's plenty of people, there's planes that, that want to go these flights. Plenty of people that want to go to Mexico, right? Mexico City, plenty of uh, tourist stuff there. So going from, from Auckland, it stops in Los Angeles and goes to Mexico City. Beautiful. Why don't they just go straight to Mexico City, right? Why don't they go straight? Because it's it's a much farther flight. They don't want you to see it. Right? I think there's just more people that want to go to LA from Auckland than false. Okay. So Mexico. this is this is from Perth to what did it say? Monta Monta, what I can't even say it. Monta video. Monta video. Um, and this is about the same distance as this. Why do they cross the equator twice? Because this is the route that they're going. What I'm saying is they're taking people from there to they're, Los they're, Angeles they're, that's, and that's connecting a, flight. And... Yeah, and, they're, and, they're, and the people are going here, and there's, that's not true. Plenty of people want to go from Sydney or Perth to uh, Santiago. They, yeah, can fill, some... they, can, they can fill planes. There are direct flights, right? There are direct flights, but the route that they take and the time that they take make no sense on a globe. They make perfect sense on a flat Earth. Okay? Why don't they just cut across here because it's a straight line this way there would be no reason to cross the equator none and then also we have emergency landings sometimes 
from uh, Taiwan to um, L.A. There was an emergency. They had to land when they were right about here, and they didn't land in Hawaii. They didn't continue over. They went all the way up to Alaska. And the reason they did that is because Taiwan, emergency. Alaska's right there. Hawaii's all the way out here. NASA is in charge of all the flight routes. They're in charge of the GPS. They're in charge of the radar. They're in charge of the deception. Okay? But sometimes there's an emergency, and they have to think fast, and air traffic control will go, you're here, they know where they are. Bam, they land. People don't question it. Well, there's one guy that's questioning it. He wrote this book, 16 Emergency Landings That Prove the Earth is Flat. This is free online as a PDF. Or you can order the PD, uh, order the actual coffee table book. I recommend getting five of them because you don't want to give them to your friends because anyone that touches that book becomes a flat earther. It's available on the app as I showed you. I mean, that's just a link, or you can just Google it and find it. And my last thought was, if I'm looking at the moon, and let's say somebody in the southern hemisphere is looking at the moon, why is it that I we see the same moon, but they all see it upside down? So you guys spread out. You don't even need to spread out. If you drew a six on the ceiling right above you, right halfway in between the two of you. Here, I, I got a perfect example. What, what right would here. what would what I would got, he see? Would a, he see a six or a nine? A yeah. Yeah, so if we're looking at this in opposite sides, what do you see? Do you see the word quadrivium like the way you read it? Or is it upside down to you? I see what you're saying. Yeah, so like Very if I turn it the other way, just... Good job. Good job. So if you're on the south, southern hemisphere and I'm on the northern hemisphere, we're looking at the same object, but I'm now... Oh, because I turned it around. I'm seeing it upside down, and you're seeing it the way that you would read it, like a normal That's American. Yeah. Next. There was some. There's something else to that. I can't remember the point now. But were, were you going to say, uh, why do people in the south... I'm, stars than the people I'm gonna the go north. take a I'm gonna go take a piss real quick. You guys go ahead and have your impact. I'll allow it. I'll allow okay. it. All right, thanks, Dave. Sure. If you have all right, so so imagine you and I are in a room with ten foot high ceilings, normal room, and it's got resets lights, and we'll say those are the stars. Right? Now expand that room to the size of a city. And I send you five miles that way. Well, in less than a mile. The ceiling is going to merge with the floor, and I'm not going to be able to see you because of the angular resolution limits of our eyes, perspective. You're gone. You're five miles away. I can't see you. Now, if I had a zoom camera, I could zoom in and see you. But I say, okay, look up. What do you see? You're not going to see any of the lights that I see, and I'm not going to see any of the lights that you see. That's why you see different lights in the south and the north. All right. I just feel like pretty much everything you've said can be true for both models. And so that's no, 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 no. Some things are true for both models. Some things can only be true on a flat earth. We can see things too far. So that's not true on a, on a globe, on a globe. You can't see something, the horizon beyond three miles away. If you're a six foot tall person, but we can, we've seen things 20, 30, 40 miles away, 50 miles away. Some people seeing things hundreds of miles away. Um, with infrared here's a spot in Illusia, france and according to globe math mount canagoo which is out here 
on the top of it should be a mile below the curve from this altitude using using their earth curve calculator okay but there's two times a year when the sun's migrating between the tropics where the sun lines up with this viewing point and mount canago and as it moves away the light that's bouncing off of mount canago isn't bright enough to push through the atmosphere so there's just the person you just see sky because the light can't make it but the sun is brighter and you'll see that the sun starts backlighting the mountain and here's the mountain it's always there you just can't see it unless the sun is backlighting it and right there where the mouse is that should be a mile below the curve according to globe math now the globers say well the sun is already set and the mountain is over the curve but it's refracting up at eye level okay that's not refraction look the sun is blocking the sun right it's there. The earth is flat, not moving, like all of your senses tell you. We see the same stars every night on the same night of the year that we see the previous year, the previous decade, the previous millennial. I'll have moving. to see the measurements of what you're looking at, not just take your word for no, it. No, you should never take my word for it, but. If I show, if you if you go and, and, and actually verify this yourself, you think, will that convince you? Go do it, because the Earth is flat. It's verifiable. You can go there yourself and do it. Um, the conversation me and Matt had back when this It was probably about started, a good month and a half ago, I'd say. Or probably more than that. Already. Yeah. But he was taking a picture of some island in Lake Superior, I believe, and he was like, oh, well, I can see it and I shouldn't be able to because it's so far away. And I was like, well, how high up were you from the surface of the water? And he told me approximately. So that's when I typed into the calculator and I was like, okay, well, according to the math, it's pretty much exactly right because it would only be blocking like six feet or something on the island he was looking at. So so, so in, in the app, you hit the question mark and you say uh, ships over the horizon um, button and up come a million examples with calculations, with GPS coordinates, with measurements, with Earth curve calculator, showing you uh, that we can see things way, way too far. And again, you can go do this yourself. It's very simple. I should not be able to see the beach across Long Island Sound at five miles away when I'm sitting on the edge, of, you know, with my camera right on the water surface, but I can, okay? I can see underneath the Whitestone Bridge when I shouldn't be able to see the tops of the stanchions on those bridge, on the bridge, okay? I can see underneath it. Now, I zoom out, I can't see it. Sometimes I can't see the bridge at all. That's because of the angular resolution limits of my eye. Yeah, I, I, when I was a teenager, we lived in Washington, and where we lived at was uh, Mount Vernon. Like, you could see Mount Baker from where we lived, but sometimes it was is weird like sometimes it was it looked bigger and sometimes it looked smaller it changes day to day any sense yeah it didn't make any sense it was just like oh mount baker looks so big today i didn't really think anything of it at the time but like yeah like it's all it's all atmospheric conditions right yeah this is there's more mountains here they're just so small that they're pressed into the horizon right here's you know nice and dark right solid lighter 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 
It looks like sky. It just becomes sky. There's more mountains out there. You just can't see them, right? You can't see them because the air is too thick. The light bouncing off of them doesn't push back. These mountains are all the same color, okay? But it just gets lighter and lighter due to atmospheric density. I'm trying to think if I have anything to ask as well. I mean, for the most part, I've been researching this topic for like five years. So, um, right. I, I feel like the only thing I never really, the only thing I don't quite can't picture in my mind is the lunar eclipses, but right. So on the app, if you click, uh, I'm still sharing, sorry about that. Um, on the app, if you click the eclipses, there's um, a video, one of them, it's called a Seleninian eclipse, where, you know, on a, on a on a globe Earth, in order for there to be a lunar eclipse, that's where the, they tell us that the Earth is blocking the sun, that the sun and uh, the moon, the sun and the moon have to be in perfect alignment with the Earth. Well, that would mean that a viewer would have to be able to see the eclipse the sun or the moon would have to be below the horizon for it to be in line, but there's plenty where the sun and the moon are both above the horizon, which means the earth hasn't risen I up. I think you froze up a little bit. Did I? My back? Yeah, yeah back. sun and moon in line, I think it's less yeah, they, they, They'd have to be, they would have to be, can you hear me okay? Yep. yep. So the sun and the moon would have to be in alignment with the earth, but you can see the eclipse starting while they're both above the horizon. That eliminates the Earth as the cause of the eclipse. And the other thing is, the eclipse comes in from the top sometimes. It comes in from the bottom. This time it was coming in from the top. This is just an illustration. The last of the last lunar eclipse that we saw. Um, and the other thing is, you can't take a distant light and then a ball and cast a distant shadow that has a sharp edge, right? If the Earth was doing it and and shining on a ball it would come in as an ellipse it would spread out and then the shadow would leave as an ellipse you can do this get a ball get a light and try to eclipse it and get that perfect cookie cutter you know circle moving by it's something completely different this is done by a dark body or or something it's not it's i don't know what it is you know, do you look at the ancient texts and stuff and they talk about Rahu and Ketu. And now some people have caught some weird stuff on video of these dark bodies moving around the moon during an eclipse. Um, I'm not claiming to know what it, what it is, but I can prove that it's not the Earth. And a Seleninian eclipse proves it's not the Earth causing this shadow. Impossible. I'd have to look into it myself to... Well, here's the thing. You have to look into all of yeah. this. I you, never heard of a Solanillion uh, eclipse until I started looking into the flat Earth either. Right. And, and the thing is, people believe the Earth is a globe, and they never looked into it. They were told by a liar in a bow tie, and they were told by the textbook that the Rockefellers fund and sell for 20% of what it actually costs to make. That way the schools can't afford to buy any real textbooks. And you are just indoctrinated into this belief system and it's really easy. You know what? Kids don't like homework. Kids don't like to study. If I could just memorize this stuff, I'm done. All right, the Earth is a globe. They don't really teach you all of the all of the stuff in school about the globe. They just want you to believe it. So they show you movies, Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, Empire Strikes Back, whatever. You got all of this. It's all globe propaganda. 
astronauts on Sesame Street, Disney, the you know the Jetsons. It's all mind programming to make you think you live on a ball so they can control you. So you believe you live on this ball, you know, that everything's going to fall apart one day. The sun's going to burn out. We're running out of food, running out of water, running out of land, running out of everything. All of that's nonsense. It's all mind control. As a father of a toddler, I might have, like, blown over all of the programming thing as a child until I had a toddler. You can't find any show for kids at all where there isn't at least one episode where they're in space or dinosaurs. Good luck. I challenge anybody to show me a show on TV for kids where there isn't at least outer space or dinosaurs. There's none. Yep. Teletubbies. All right. Okay, final, I have to watch final, Teletubbies. You might final, be right about that. No, no. Teletubbies is a flatter show. I'm watch sorry. it again. Watch it again. Watch it again. Mitch Look, might be right. He might and, have me on that and, one. And Mork, Mork, and what is um, the, the Mork and uh, one where they're morphing in space all the time? Rick and Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, that, I've, there I've is a lot of information in there. There's a lot. There's, um, there's another show that, uh, I don't watch watch many shows, but this one's on Netflix, and it's called. It's literally showing you all of the truths in it. It's it's unreal. It's called Inside Job, Netflix. And if you watch season one, episode six, it will blow your mind on uh, on all of the flat earth stuff that they put out there. I'll have to check that out. We don't have Netflix anymore. We canceled it quite. Good a for while. you. I don't have it either. Yeah, um, but I, I after having looked into this topic. I, I do notice on TV when you do watch there will be like a flat earth drop every once in a while. I remember like a couple years ago, maybe like two uh, my wife and I were re-watching uh, Lost and like, I don't know maybe the second to last season I don't, so maybe season 7 I think they have like this giant flat earth map right on the floor. I'm like, oh my God, how did I not see that before? And then like when you watch, uh, what is Katniss, whatever the stinking, what is that movie with Katniss and the- There's so many flat earth things, you know, in Back to the Future. Katniss Everdeen and were they, I can't think of the name of the freaking, where they had to fight for their lives in District 12 and all that. What is the name of that freaking series? Oh. Hunger Games? Yeah, Hunger Games. Yeah. They're fighting when they're in the Hunger Games, they're underneath a dome. Like yeah. there's, there's all these crazy but, flattered weird when, when we're done, when we're done, Google Hunger Games US inaugur- um presidential inauguration. Right? right. They all literally right. dressed up like all, all of the, the which president didn't this is the current one for the okay. current the current Biden you know or, Okay, I'll I'll definitely look that look up. Look at Hunger Games. Biden inauguration and click images. It's literally the Hunger Games. All right, wrapping it up. Any other questions? Give me a proof of the globe. You got one? Or you realize you have some work to do? I just don't think that it's conceivable that, that all this would be just a lie. No, well, that, but also, this is all just to support NASA's budget. Nope. All the time. I never said that. You said that. What the so NASA. NASA arguments no, no. not yours but it, it's all money they don't need money they use money to control us it's monopoly money right in the game of monopoly it says if you run out of money just write more money on pieces of paper and keep playing well that's what they're doing with us it's literally to control us they supposedly give NASA 65 million dollars a day 
nonsense. NASA gets whatever they need to do their CGI fakery in Hollywood, and and that's it. Um, this is about control. This is about, um, you know, I just got back from the Flat Earth Conference in South Carolina. All those people are awake to all of the nonsense that's going on in the world. None of them, when you wake up to Flat Earth, you wake up to everything else also. And once you do, you literally unplug yourself from the Matrix. And the analogy I use is Neo uh, in the Matrix. At the beginning, he's depressed. He's lost. Something's wrong with the world. Um, sleeping a lot. He's just like, and that's because his mind is plugged into the Matrix. Then compare him to the Neo at the end of the movie who unplugged himself, who woke up, got out of his drunken stupor, and uh, started realizing who he is and the power of his mind. That's why the lie is. They don't want you to know that nobody has control over you. No one has power over you. The only power anyone, anyone has over you is in your imagination, okay? Just like space. The only thing that's been to space is your imagination. And they're controlling your mind with the television's programming. They're steering your mind north, east, west, south with the news, N-E-W-S, okay? They're, they're keeping you living in fear. They're getting you to willingly give away your, your, your freedom, your soul. And they're literally trying to steal your soul, whether you believe that or not, in the soul lure system. Okay? They're trying to steal it away with nonsense. Okay? All those sixes, it's all satanic. The, if you knew what the leaders of this world were doing and how they view us, you'd wake up really quick. They want to keep us in a in a drunken stupor uh, where we don't know. That's why, just look at the beginning of uh, the COVID thing that happened. Churches are closed. Everything's closed except the liquor stores. Those were open, okay? That's bizarre, right? They want us not thinking. They want us not getting together. They want us not communicating. They want, to, they, they want us separate. They're trying to put us into a virtual world right now like they're doing with Facebook, with Meta. Have you seen the Metaverse yet? They want everybody living in the Metaverse. You go in there, goodbye. You're, you're, you're forgetting. You're going to forget what humanity is. So it's all about control. If you don't see what's going on right now, well, you better see it pretty soon. You better wake up and do the work to figure out what's going on because we're going to go into some really, really dark times if people don't wake up. And the time is now. It's actually yesterday. It's the day before that too, right? No, tomorrow is not the day. Everybody needs to start sharing this information. And anyone that's watching this that has any show, that you have any audience, um, you can book me. Go to flatearthdave.com and click the booking link. Send me your, the information that it asks for, and we'll figure out a show to do together so I can wake your audience up or even yourself, Okay. Um, I love audiences that think Flat Earth is stupid because they don't know what Flat Earth is and they don't know what their own model is. FlatEarthDave.com, you can find a link to the app or you can just scan this. And I recommend getting the app. It's three bucks. You don't have to do the subscription unless you want to message people and meet up with other people. Um, you get everything, one-time charge, right? Check it out. You need an iPhone 6 or better and Android 8.0 or higher. And it works on iPads too and tablets. There you go. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank and you. we'll definitely have to have you back because I think John was really bummed out. He called me this morning at 7 o'clock, and he was, like, super bummed out that he wasn't going to be here today. Is he so, a flat earther or a glover? No, he's not. 
All right, well, let's do another his, one. With his that. IQ is probably like 199. So. All right, I'll take it. That'll be fun. <laughs> he's super smart. That's why I never tried to even debate him because he's like twice as smart as me. I'm like, uh. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But but here's the thing. His model is pseudoscience, right? I know. I know. This, this is his model. Okay. It's a model. And this is our model. It's actual video that we put a balloon up and, we, and we're showing actual video of the non-rotating Earth. And that this Earth is spinning a thousand miles an hour below me. Okay? Ridiculous. It's just right. ridiculous. All the truth is on our side. You know, people say, well, I got a stupid question. People go, oh, there's no stupid questions. I, I, I reverted that. All questions are stupid when you're asking about the globe. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for coming on to the Campfire Conversationals podcast. And like I said, we'll have you back on again soon whenever we can get John back on. And thanks, Mitch, for coming in and subjecting yourself to (laughs) a flat earth or how dare you. Uh, And I had a good time and I can't wait to do this again. Thank you very much, Dave. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. Thanks. See ya. Nice talking to you.